Here we are again, buddy, on Valentine's Day. Lonely as fuck, aren't we? Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm here for you. I'm here for you lonely fucks out there that doesn't have anybody special, nobody in their life. I'm here for you. Fadi's here for you. Welcome back to the Fadi Show podcast. Today, we're going to tackle the topic of BlackRock. And how they tie into Valentine's Day. It's all just an economic scheme, okay? It's good for the economy. Flowers, fucking chocolate. What else? Teddy bears. It's it's all just a it's a scheme for the economy. It's good for the economy. That's what it is. I've talked about this before. Being in the in the in the what's it called? The the honeymoon phase. It it taxes your wallet. That's what they that's what they are doing to. They want you to get into new relationships, keep you in the honeymoon stage for so long as po- as long as possible, having you buy shit, chocolate and flowers. Who gives a fuck about chocolate and flowers? Do you guys know that the Netherlands are the biggest exports of flowers? They just have fields of flowers, and then chocolates probably uh, good for the swiss economy it's the netherlands it's the dutch and the swiss they're in cahoots it's good for their economy you know how expensive roses are i was at the store today i saw what they were singing they were singing they were selling singular roses sing you can't just give somebody a singular rose you got to get like at least 10 or 12 but one rose for $4, it would run you like $50 for a bouquet. $50 for flowers that are going to last for like, what, six days? They're not going to make, it's Wednesday. They're not going to make it to the end of the week. Every bouquet that's bought right now, it's rotting by Sunday. Rotting by Sunday. And you spend $50 on it. Insane. Insanity. Four dollars for a ro- are you serious? That was probably like on the cheap spectrum too. Cheaper on the cheaper side. And I look I looked at the rose. I looked at the rose. Wasn't special. There was nothing, it wasn't like a gigantic rose that like accommodates for like two or three rows. It was a singular rose. Barely had any petals. I mean it was it was red, okay. It was it was nice and red, but it, there was nothing spectacular about the rose. Four dollars, motherfucker. Pay up, or your wife hates you for the rest of the year because her colleague showed up at her job. Her job, her colleague, her boyfriend showed up at her. Uh, her, her fucking colleague's boyfriend showed up to her office with flowers, and now she hates you. Great. Men should make a deal. Men should make a pact to not like every man has to go in on this deal, or it's not gonna work. It's like it's like a strike. Everyone has to be in on it for it to work, right? Every man just needs to not buy flowers. Don't buy flowers. Don't buy chocolate. Then they have nothing to compare it with. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? No one does that. Why would I do that? No one does that. 
I made a pact with the dogs, with with the bros, to never buy chocolate or flowers. Will be will be released. Our, our shackles, they'll be off finally. It's fucking expensive. Valentine's Day is expensive, and it's always expensive for the man. It's like okay. Yeah, flowers, chocolate. I'm sounding like a fucking <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible man. No. Th- this is a long, due over- long overdue conversation. If men are doing stuff, why are we getting anything nice? Honestly, I don't really want anything either. I wouldn't want anything. But I don't know. It's just it's like birthdays. Like after you reach a certain age as a man... You just look at birthday and I was like, I'm not fucking, what am I, gay? I'm not celebrating that. It's gay to celebrate your birthday. A real man looks at his birthday and goes, don't you fucking sing. I, I dare you to fucking sing happy birthday to me. Don't do that. Fuck no. Ah, uh, yeah. Every man needs to just make a pact to be like, yo, we're not buying them. What are they going to do? What are they going to resort to? Buying their own flowers? Go for it. Were they going to become a lesbian? And then girls can just buy each other flowers? That would be great. It just It's just going to keep broke women broker and rich men richer. <laughs> It's just this is gonna increase the gender pay gap, wouldn't it? It just it would just it would just widen the rift. I don't know. Women just like to spend money. Women like to spend money. You know. You know what's funny about the gender wage gap? Despite men earning more than women, you'll see women spending more money than men. Statistically. These are not, I'm not being misogynistic. The statistics are being misogynistic, not me. I'm just reporting honest journalism over here. This isn't the conversation I wanted to bring up, though. I wanted to talk about how um, how funny it would be to... How funny it would be to just, as a unit, to just fucking kill... Valentine's Day, just men as a unit, just coming together and going, no, I'm taking a stand. But there's always going to be like one guy that's like, I think I'm going to buy her some flowers. And then now everybody's taking shit for it. Janet's man got her flowers and chocolate, but my bum ass man didn't get me shit. Okay, now see what you did. Janet's man, see what you did. You ruined it for everybody. It's good for the economy, though. It's good for the economy. It's good for farmers. It's good for chocolate factories and companies. So I have some ups. Some ups. Man. 
But men, men don't really expect or get anything on Valentine's Day. Like, what would men get on Valentine's Day? I don't, I don't care for flowers. Where am I going to put them? Oh, by the window and look at them every now and then? It doesn't do shit for me. Doesn't, I don't know what it is about flowers and women loving, like, what is the, and this thing has been going on for, for centuries, centuries, women have received flowers, and for some reason, it makes them happy, it's a colorful, it's a colorful plant, and for some reason, they're wet, they're wet now, because you got a, a colorful plant, what is it, like, they look pretty, that's what it is, Plenty of things look pretty. I can get you a picture of a flower. Picture of a flower. What's wrong with that? I can airdrop you this one rose I saw. That was $4. Technically, you can still enjoy the picture. That would be funny as hell. If you just airdropped your girl a picture of a bouquet. It's like, I mean... Didn't you just want to appreciate the beauty of the flowers? While I'm at it, I'm airdropping you some tigers. You know how valuable these are? Tiger cubs? You're welcome. You un ungrateful fuck. You ask for her to make you some food. She just airdrops you pictures of pasta. Alfredo pasta. Got me. Got me good. No, but I, I was I, I was at the barber today, as you can see, you know, smooth, smooth, aerodynamic as fuck right now. And uh, he was actually was like, what do men get for Valentine's Day? I'm like, man, I don't know. You don't get shit. We really don't, really don't. There's literally no, how do you say this, expectation on women to do anything for men on Valentine's Day. Seriously. It's like, oh, you want to get me coochie? Oh, that's amazing. Cool. Now what? <laughs> now what? I, I don't know why that is. Is it because men just, I mean, personally, I don't expect anything. I'm going to be like, where's my flowers and chocolate or anything for that matter? Where's my reservations? You know, it's we don't expect. Any, I wonder why that is. I wonder why men don't expect anything, like ever. On Valentine's Day, maybe it's because men just—I don't know—they just buy themselves whatever it is that they want. Usually, women don't just go in and buy themselves a bouquet of flowers, but they really want a bouquet of flowers. They really want flowers, but they rarely just walk in to a store and just buy themselves flowers. They might get plants, you know, for the house, but they don't get themselves flowers. But they really, they love flowers. Holy fuck, they love flowers. And they love receiving them, but they don't like buying them. Wonder why that is. Made sense when I saw the prices. However, when men really want something, they just get it. Guys just get the thing that they want. You want a PS5? They get a PS5. Anything. It literally goes for anything.
So it's uh I'm curious. Curious why that is. I'm gonna have an idea. As a man, you're not allowed to yearn for anything. And if you do, you're supposed to get it yourself. Cause God forbid you rely on any fucking uh, anything else. You can't you can't rely on the rug you're standing on because that shit will get pulled. Don't rely on anything as a man. Anything or anybody. Except for your mother. Be a mama's boy and fucking keep it pushing. That's all you need to. Your mom is the only one that's going to come through for you. She's the only one. Your mom and your dad. Not even your sisters. Homies. Yeah. That's one thing. I can rely on the homies. That's one thing that I have that women will never have. Relying on their friends. Women can't rely. I mean, they can. But it's like to like 80%. And then the other 20% is like she wants to see you. Just fucking burst in a ball of flame and just fall from grace. Like a phoenix, except you're not coming back. But 80% of the time, she loves you. But there's like this underlying, it's like an undercurrent of, I want to fuck this bitch up. (laughs) I want her life to go terrible. But with the homies, you know, you know, you you know, they want what's best for you, 100%. So it's like, I got, we got that. Men got, men have that. We have, you know, loyal friends. Women hate each other. Women hate each other and they'll be so fake. Men don't like each other. They they make it very obvious. They either will not communicate with you or they will communicate how much they will like how much they want to violently manhandle you. <laughs> How much they want to beat your ass up. Very vulgarly. So, you know, man got that going on, which is pretty cool. Um, But anyways, um, back to how BlackRock is um, owns... 40, a 40% stake in Valentine's Day. They do. They probably own farms. BlackRock for sure owns like flower farms in Amsterdam or, you know, in in the Netherlands in general. Of course, they have companies in motherfucking Switzerland. Too, like too easy. Too easy for them. So, yeah, behind all the marketing, this is money circulating. They pay the media companies to talk about fucking Valentine's Day, hyping it up so that people will spend money on flowers, chocolates. By the way, that box of chocolates is not lasting till Sunday either. So by the end of it, it's all gone. And your lady is a little fatter instead. (laughs) By the end of it, your lady's a fat fuck, has dead flowers that are rotting in her crib that you got to throw out. And then you're down $150 on a restaurant that you didn't like. Fuck Valentine's Day. All my homies hate Valentine's Day because all my homies are men. They're victims. We're victims. 
<laughs> Man. All the homies are victims. I'm standing by. I'm taking a stand for the homies. All my victimized homies. Hmm. Yeah. Type shit. It's all a big scheme. It's all a big scheme. If I actually look up who owns these flower farms, I swear to God, BlackRock will have like some form of stake in one of these farms. It all just goes back to BlackRock. What a cool name for an evil company. BlackRock. That, that's like the perfect name for them. They really chose the perfect name for their firm. Hey, what should we call a company that owns everything? BlackRock. It sounds evil because it has the word black in it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joke. Joke. But it also sounds tough because it has the word rock in it. Evil rock. <laughs> We're talking about inanimate fucking objects. Miscellaneous things. Has nothing to do with race. But darkness is scary. That's why, you know, the nights is scarier than the day. Because you cannot see. Something mysterious. Not knowing. Not knowing is scary. That's what... That's what black really taps into, not knowing the darkness. Is it scarier to know or to not know? Is ignorance really bliss? I mean, I don't think ignorance is bliss until you reach a certain point. Like if you just like 4% dumber than everybody, you're going to know you're dumber than everybody. But if you're, like, so dumb that you're, like, technically, by law, like, clinically retarded, that's when you actually start enjoying the bliss of not knowing. Because you don't know that you don't know. So you're just, you're just happy and retarded. It's a great time. But if you're just, like, a little stupid, everyone that you're hanging out with is clearly aware that you're a little stupid and they'll treat you they'll treat you that way. Everyone's going to talk to you like you're a, a little dumb and you're going to feel it. But when you're retarded and somebody's condescending, you think they're nice to you. They're like, "Holy fuck, everybody's just a cool vibe." Everybody's so nice to me. They're trying to be con as condescending as possible. There's nothing better than a life of 60 IQ. What's better than a 70 IQ life? You just fuck things up. Forrest Gump, perfect example. Just didn't understand anything. Had the best life ever. That's a perfect example. Imagine just being Forrest Gump. Everyone should strive to just make themselves not a little dumber. Like a lot, like, oh my God, so much dumber than everybody else. 
So just, you know, just crushing beers, alcohol, and just try to evaporate every rat last brain cell. Like, just air fry your brain cells. Some way, somehow, just become dumb. Like, drooling f with for no reason, dumb. You'll be happy. Lobotomy, man. <laughs> just ask a doctor to just drill into your brain. Just let the demons out. That's what they used to believe. If they uh, just drilled a hole in your head, all the evil spirits that are bothering you will leave. Well, that's what you want to call your consciousness, evil, evil spirits. I mean, you know what? Yeah, my consciousness is somewhat of some evil, evil spirits. I'm not going to lie. Bothers me. Inconveniences me. When I least need it. If you never think, you never think. You're free of the evil spirits of thinking. Yeah, it's a fucking bliss. Of course lobotomy worked. What? That's why it was so popular. Everyone's like, hey. You're not going to be worried if you're dumb. You're not going to be screaming in agony, fearing, fearing that the hat man is going to get you in your sleep when you don't know what a hat is. Because there's a hole in your head. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate shortcut to, to bliss. I was finding it funny, like, how did the doctors realize that they could do that? How did the doctors realize that lobotomy works? Like, how did the doctors go, oh yeah, if you drill a hole into the brain, just scoop some of that matter up, it's all going to be fine. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to me. Like somebody, somebody had to have gotten like a hole in their head by accident. And then they became happier. Surely that's, that must have been how, how it went down, right? Right? I wonder, like, how do you accidentally... Make a hole in somebody's head, though. Like, if we really walk through this, how do you? What they were, they were supposed to get their fucking appendix removed, and then you accidentally drill a hole into their head. Like, how do you figure that out? Or they just take dead bodies and just research their head and just go, "Oh yeah, that's the evil gland." That's the evil spirit gland that bothers everyone. Let's remove it. There's no way. I feel like everyone got a little evil spirit gland in them. It's about defeating the evil spirit gland in your head without lobotomy. Just through willpower, sheer willpower. 
<laughs> you just gotta, I feel like you just at some point gotta get constipated enough to just push the evil spirits out, out of your head. Like when you're constipated enough and you're just sitting there on the toilet, it's hurting like shit. It feels like you're pushing like a morning star, like a medieval morning star. Yes, the the weapon out of your asshole and you're in pain your stomach is cramping from the evil shit that you're taking <laughs> straight up just an evil shit it's like just getting one last you know hit on you before it leaves your body when you're sitting there pushing for dear life you get red in the face I feel like I feel like you're pushing out some of those evil spirits as well, like out of your head. Like there's no way there's any more space in my head. I'm pushing so hard. I'm flooding my head with blood right now. There's like five atmospheric pressures on the inside of my face. There's no there's no room for evil spirits. They're getting pushed out of your ears, ears, nostrils, mouth, whatever. That's how you get them out. Or you can work out, you know, it's almost the same thing. Like when you're, you know, squatting, I don't know, 450. What's a good squat? I don't even know what a good squat is. You're squatting 400 pounds, 180 kilograms. It's a good squat. 200 kilograms is a good squat. Speaking of working out, holy fuck. I just went, I, I did some dips the other day. Some, um weighted dips you know i had the chain around my waist added some plates brother 155 pounds that's 70 kilograms that i just dipped just fucking grabbed onto the thing and just went down and up strong ass triceps and then i went on tiktok somebody dip saw somebody dip 82 kilograms and was like oh well and they did it easily like, I was shaking doing that. It was such a slow rep, and they just, like, exploded with 82 kilograms. That's 12 more kilograms. That's 12 more kilograms. That's, like, what, 25 pounds more? 26 pounds more? I was like, all right. That meant nothing. <laughs> well, that meant nothing at all, ever. Nah, but... It's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. <sighs> it's interesting. Now, you should definitely just knock. Comparison is the thief of joy. I wasn't actually feeling sad, but I was definitely like, oh, then it's not impressive. <laughs> For me, it is. It's just like, in the grand scheme of it all, this means nothing. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I've handled, I've, I've dealt with that thief a lot of times. He comes when you least expect it. The thief of, the thief of joy. Comparison. But yeah, so uh, kind of sore. 
sore in my arms, sore in my chest even. You know, we're getting strong every day though. Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. We don't ball actually. It's Valentine's Day. We're uh, just getting annihilated economically. I'll never recover. I'll never financially recover from this. Says every man on planet Earth with a lady. And then the ones that don't have a lady, they're like, fuck. I don't have a lady. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe maybe men don't care, actually. Maybe men that don't have ladies and men that do are feeling equals amount of pain. Or maybe they don't. You know who's being fucking emotionally annihilated? Single ladies on Valentine's Day. It's nothing worse than being a single lady on Valentine's Day. And you see everybody else's stories on Instagram and Snapchat. And you're just sitting there like, why does no one care about me? Women take it personal. Every story that they see where another woman that they don't know is being treated well. They take it personally. They take like it's it's a problem. You want to fuck with me. That's what it is. I hate you. (laughs) Why would you do that to me? (laughs) They see a story of a couple they don't know. Of a woman being treated well. Why the fuck would you do that to me? Fuck this bitch. I hate her. She's a skank. A whore. I don't know why I find women's competitiveness with other women the most hilarious thing ever. It's so funny to me. Women hating on other women, to me, it's like watching two alley cats fight. Like, I'm just watching from a distance. I'm like, I'm so happy I'm not a cat. Because they're getting torn the fuck up. They're getting torn the fuck up. So territorial. Women are so territorial. And the thing, so are men, physically. But women are like emotionally territorial. And and what I mean by that is like, there's a clear hierarchy. It's like high school. It's a hierarchy. Who's the coolest woman? And then, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But, you know, men fight about territory, like physical territory. Women fight about which woman has the most influence in the group women love having influence that's what it is and i think that's why women like men that are top of the food chain because they can influence their men to influence their environment that's what it is so they get like the power of the man like a secondhand power, you know? So women love being influential. And uh, apparently a lot of old conquerors were influenced by their mothers to be kings and to rule in a certain way. Like Alexander the Great, for example, mama's boy, a little pussy boy, a little mama's boy. He would get influenced by his mothers to make decisions. Um, Napoleon, I believe, got influenced by his mother too. 
to gain power. Yeah, there's a lot of that through, throughout history. Um, mothers exerting power through their sons because it will be very difficult for them themselves to gain power. So yeah, I think that's why um, women like strong men because they can, you know, they can get their will through other means. But that's like in the psychopathic, you know, side of things. And I guess that's why women like when um, a man does, you know, charm them or, you know, brings them things or show that he cares. Because when he shows that he cares, that means that it makes her feel like she has, you know, she holds some space in his head that she's thought about, which makes her feel like she has some sort of influence on the man, which makes her feel safe when she has influence on the man, because that means one, she can get her way by one way or another. What I mean by that is if she has some influence on him, she can probably... I don't know. I don't know. What the fuck do women want, man? <laughs> I'm trying to like go down this rabbit hole. I'm on to something though. I am on to something. I feel it. I just got to <laughs> articulate it. I think women like influential men because if they can influence the man and the man shows that he cares about her, it means that she can influence him um, to get her way a little bit. And she can use his influence. She can leverage his influence um, to her will a little bit. And it sounds a little manipulative. And I don't, I'm not saying that it is uh, in all cases. But... A woman who has a man with power definitely senses some of that power. I'll say that. That's why women love to be seen with a man that's like, you know, a CEO, for example. So, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is such a... T I don't like talking about shit like that because it's such a tired conversation. I've There's so many videos online about women and men and their dynamic. I'm so... I, this used to be like an interesting topic to me just because I like... I'm interested in how people interact with each other. It's just fascinating to me. Whether it's in a nice or mean way or whatever it is. Just the psychology behind... Different, different actions and what influences people's actions and, you know, their, the way that they conduct themselves. It was just fascinating to me, but it's just become such a tired conversation. It's like every, every other YouTube video is about, I don't know, something about men and women and how they differ and how they how one side is evil, one side is good and one side is stupid. But I mean, like, 
But I'm not going to lie. Seeing those relationship gurus talk makes me die laughing. Because it's like just absurd, out-of-pocket, annoying advice every time. And some of it is good. But when you see like 50,000 people all giving ridiculous advice, you just can't help but laugh. Like Kevin Samuels, hilarious. And then there's this other lady, she's like the female version of Kevin Samuels. She's telling women to manipulate men in the grossest way possible. And I can't even be mad at it. I can't be like, she is such a terrible human. Like, I just laugh. I just laugh because it's like, holy fuck, she's, she's insane. This is an insane person talking. And she has a million people following her lead. This is absurd. This is crazy. I think I'm going to like talk about her in the next episode. I forgot. I think I was supposed to talk about her this episode, which would have made sense. But I definitely forgot that that's what I was supposed to do. So uh, we'll do that in the next episode. We'll do that in the next episode. Um, but yeah, just hearing people just give like men giving other men advice and then women giving other women advice. And you just look at that and you're like, Jesus, fuck, man. What? It just It's widening the gap between men and women actually understanding each other. Some of, Again, some of it is good advice, but some of it is just so outrageously over the top. And you just look at it and you go, are y'all happy? Are y'all ever happy? Are y'all ever comfortable? Is anybody here doing anything nice for each other just for the sake of being nice to each other? Or is it all just... Is everything a chess move that's going to lead to another move? I don't like it. I don't like when things are too like strategic. Like, of course, you got to, like, set boundaries and you got to stand on business. But when everything is a fucking chess move, every little detail is like playing the game. Again, to a certain extent, it's cool. You got to, like, stand on business. You got to set boundaries. People have to respect you at the end of the day. And you have to, like, do things that you don't want to do for the sake of, you know, the long-term happiness for yourself. But when people are when people are like, oh yeah, manipulate her, or manipulate him by doing this, this, and that. It's like, bro, what just be alone. Just please be alone. Stick to yourself. If you feel like you need to manipulate, just that's probably not the person. That's probably not the guy. That's probably not the gal. Just be yourself and it's gonna filter. The bad matches. It's going to filter out the people that are you're not supposed to have that. They're not supposed to be with you. It's the perfect filter. Being yourself is the perfect filter. But the problem with that is you're going to lose a lot of people that you think you like or that you do like. You're going to lose. Oh, you're going to lose so many people. 
You're gonna lose. <laughs> You're gonna be 80 years old, lost fucking 150 people being yourself. And then the last six months of your life, you're going to find someone that truly makes you happy. They're going to make you so happy the last four weeks before you die. Holy fuck. It's going to be bliss. <laughs> you're damn near going to be retarded by the end of those four weeks. At this point, you know, and at that point, you might as well, you know, go anyway. Just go out happy. Nah. I think you should be yourself to like 80%. The last 20% you can fabricate, you know. You can synthesize being a better person. Seeming. 20%. No more than 20%. 80% you're yourself. But you got to leave 20% to be like, if she, if she realizes that I like, I played video games for 16 hours yesterday. She's going to think I'm a loser. Let me not. Let me leave that out. Let me leave that information out. <laughs> when she asked me about my day. Let's just tell her you ate. <laughs> just tell her you had food and it was good. And you hope that she can try it with you sometime. Don't tell her that you played Call of Duty for 17 and a half hours. Are you insane? You're like, what the fuck is he doing with his life? <laughs> so 20%, you know, just be like, that's ah, cool, it's whatever. 80%, you know, be honest. I think that's the that's a good ratio. The 80-20 rule. Reimagined. Remastered. Yeah. That's what I feel. That's how I feel. Some dating advice on Valentine's Day. How fitting. How fitting. Shout out to Valentine's Day, man. Be seeing a lot of a lot of happy couples. A lot of unhappy couples. What a day to break up with someone though. To Valentine's Day. You gotta do it at least like fucking five days prior. Anything after you know, February 10th, that's like, come on, dude, she was looking forward to it, she was almost there, almost by the finish line, just rug pulled her, I'm telling y'all, man, watch out for these rugs, they get pulled, they get pulled, bro, don't stand on no rugs, stand on business, yeah, you can't, you can't do it too close into Valentine's Day. And what the fuck are you doing after Valentine's Day? Don't do it after Valentine's Day. You just spent $150 on chocolates, roses, and fucking dinner. Enjoy enjoy the, the fucking wave that you just created for a little bit until it gets shitty again. And then you can be like, all right, tapping out. <laughs> And you can't do it on Valentine's Day. That's horrible. That's like... That's like fucking... Breaking up with her on her birthday. That's what Valentine's is really for women. It's just their second birthday. That they're all celebrating at the same time. It's their second birthday. Oh, man. Valentine's Day is just... 
another tax season for men. <laughs> oh, more taxes. Cool. And these taxes aren't going towards building the roads? Or homeland security? Is it going towards this idiot? <laughs> That's going to cry in two weeks? For unrelated reasons? Because it's her period? <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. God damn, I'm feeling sore in the stomach. I did some ab workouts yesterday. I'm feeling it. I went heavier. I went heavy on the ab workouts. Holy fuck. It's been a while since I felt sore in the stomach. I never feel sore in the stomach. But now, holy shit. It's kind of nice. I forgot this feeling. Just on the obliques, like on the sides. I just had shit food today. Just had shawarma chicken with fries. I eat so shitty. Like, no lie. I eat like shit. <laughs> I eat so much. Like, the day before. Like, yesterday. Crushed two bags of chips. Just annihilated two bags of chips. And then opened a third one. <laughs> and then today, just shawarma chicken. With fries and a whole lot of sauce. What am I doing? For someone that works out, I should I should be looking a little worse than I do. I'm blessed and highly favored, I guess. I guess. No. Truly. But I, I go so fucking hard in the paint when I do work out, so it kinda cancels out, so it's okay. That's why you got to give it your all. When you give it your all, you get a little leeway to fuck around. When you do something, you got to do it to the best of your ability. And then 10% more than that. When you do that, you can have cheat days. So if you're a like amazing husband, amazing boyfriend, and you're just killing it. Birthdays, Valentine's Day, anniversary. Christmas, Easter, you know, you just shown out. You get some cheat dates. You can go out and cheat because she like he's amazing though. He's amazing ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. Let him have some alternate coochie. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but you know, you will be granted one pussy. <laughs> You'll be granted one freshly baked pussy. That sounds wrong. I'm joking. Obviously, these are jokes. But but then you look at... These are jokes, again. But then you look at society and you see, like, these rich men cheating on their wives. And they're like, just don't be in my face about it. And you're like... Wait, you can do that? <laughs> I mean, obviously, some women are not going to be okay with it regardless. But if you, you know, put her in a mansion, she drives a Porsche and is just chilling at home. Y'all got kids. And go, and she goes, I will never do better than him. And then he goes out and she's to be like, you know, some of them, some of them, if you're, you know, if you got your life set up like that and you don't know if your wife will be okay with it, don't try it. Don't experiment. Don't fuck up your life. You're going to ruin everything. Just relax. It's not worth it.
And the Bible's pretty pretty clear about that anyways. The Bible said you can't cheat. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, by the way. Let's talk about stand up. Because I did a set last Monday, five days, no, I'm saying five days, two days ago. I did a set on Monday at my homie's, um, at my homie Dooley comedy show. I, listen, listen, I hadn't done stand-up in like one and a half months. Terrible, terrible, right? But I just, you know, been dealing with a bunch of shit, and then on top of that, just been busy making content one of my best sets that i've ever had you know coming from a one and a half month hiatus for 40 days felt like jesus in the desert 40 days and 40 nights didn't do stand-up i was in a drought went up on stage killed it killed it i don't know how i did that i killed it it was great Crowd was cheering, laughing, clapping. What a great vibe. Probably was up there for like, I don't know, between 10 and 15 minutes. I don't, I'm not really sure. Less than 15 minutes though. So much fun. Such a great energy in the crowd. And I did like some new material that I tried. Um, some old material. And then on top of that, like, half of it was crowd work as well. Like, I did so much fucking around with the crowd. Um, and the crowd work was beautiful. It was great. Crowd work was great. The material was doing great. It was just an overall great night. And, of course, I ended up asking a lady if she had an abortion. I can't believe this is the third time I do it now. This is the third time I go up on stage off of one beer. It was a hefty beer though, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I get up on stage and I'm <laughs> every time I've gone up on stage somewhat buzzed. <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten up on stage twice, hammered, both times, asked a random lady if she had an abortion, and it was fucking first time, crowd was laughing, second time, they weren't laughing, third time, hysterical hysterical people were dying laughing because it was like you know in the midst of a good set you know first time i did it i was doing a good set but they were like laughing but the lady clearly was not too happy about it she was like a young lady and then second time i did it i was bombing and then resorted to that but i was drunk so i'm innocent third time amazing set and then I asked a lady if she had an abortion. She died laughing. Everyone was laughing because it was just tied in so well with the set. Um, so, yeah, fun as hell. Fun as hell. <laughs> I forgot to tell my homer I did that because he dies laughing every time I ask a lady. That's like part of my act. Just get up, fucked up, just hammered on stage. Asking a lady if she's had an abortion. A very personal question. Hey, did you kill a child? Before they were 
old enough to defend themselves? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Monday went well, super well. It's a fun time. It's a fun time doing stand up. I was a little, I was like, I wonder how this is going to go. But man, as soon as I get on, get on that mic, man, it's like right before I get up. But as soon as I get on that mic and I just start riffing, that's what it is. It's start riffing comedy. That's why I like doing crowd work. I don't rely like all my, my whole set on crowd work. But whenever I like get in the zone. I just need to get that first laugh. As soon as I get that first laugh, I relax. The audience can tell I'm relaxed. I just start fucking around. I start fucking around and everything just goes smoothly. I'm not thinking. I'm not overthinking. Um, the comedic timing is perfect because I'm not scared to take my time. Like, you know, when I've had some laughter, I'm like, okay, I've they accepted me, sort of. So I can take my time. I can make a longer i'll dare you know just spontaneously i'll dare to take longer pauses for the comedic timing to just hit better because of the initial laughter so when i when i get up on stage i usually just improvise a joke and if that first joke's land joke lands then i'm like okay it's going to be a good set. Um, I've turned some sets around, you know, when they start a little iffy, but then they get better. But the sets that I have that have been bad, they usually start with the crowd not laughing, me being nervous. or And that only that mostly happens when I don't start with like a good crowd work bit, like me fucking with the crowd or me, you know, pointing something out in the bar. That wasn't that funny. That's usually the ones I go. I don't think I've had a set that started off really strong and then got terrible halfway through. Usually I keep up the same energy or go higher from where I start off. So I, I, I made that note in my head. I was like, okay, so from now on, every time I do a set, I'll start with some crowd work. And it's been working for me. It's been working for me. Every time I start myself with some crowd work, it usually goes well. So, yeah. Anybody wants some comedy advice from someone that, you know, hasn't been doing it for too long, but still long enough to see improvement, that's my advice. Starting your set with crowd work, it can help. And then if you're bad at crowd work, just, you know, that's something you got to practice. Practice improvising. And just being quick with it, getting sharp. Anyways, um, guys, fellas, fellas, guys and gals, we're going to switch over to the Patreon. We're going to switch over to the Patreon because we're doing well on time. And we're going to keep talking about how uh, BlackRock um, is um, evil. I don't know. Fucking Valentine's Day. We're going to keep talking shit. Anyways. Uh, so we have a lot of fun on there. So I would suggest you guys pull up to the Patreon. Support the channel. We don't have any uh, sponsorships. 
They don't really fuck with me when I spill the truth about BlackRock and Valentine's Day and the economic collapse. Whatever the fuck. Um, but even if you just uh, watch the episode all the way through, thank you so much for supporting the channel by liking, commenting, and uh, you know, just watching. Thank you guys. See you guys next week. Peace out.